60 show presented by Empire on Pulp taking your calls and looking ahead to the races with your host Steve Mathis. Sorry, buddy, I just had to tweet about the show starting. Welcome Thursday noon, January 29th. 2015, everybody. Uh, this is the Fly Racing Moto 60 Show presented by NFAB. One hour of your calls, a couple of guests, lots of Supercross talk. Falls down in the 2015 Monster Energy Supercross Series, NFIM World Championship. Uh, 702-586-7857. Call now. We've got a few lines open. We've got a few people, few people already calling in. But uh, call in if you want to talk Supercross. Um, Jason Thomas and uh, David Villeman coming on, um, and uh, it is a very, very exciting day. Oh, by the way, my name is Steve Mathis. Uh, producing the show, uh, taking your calls, handling everything behind the scenes is uh, the Tis Legendary. Hi, Steve. Hi, Steve. Is this working? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're just, you just got to tilt it up a little bit. There you Hello? go. Hello? Oh. oh, what's going on with your mic? Check the bottom of it there. It's jacked up. Tits, maybe we got no tits all, all, oh. Hello? Tits is back. Ha! Devin thought, was sabotaging me. I thought we had no tits. Oh, man. That wouldn't have been a bad thing. I got a question for you. Yes. Can you tell me Yes. who's the points leader in the 2015 450 Supercross Series? That would be the one and only Ryan Dungey. Your guy's doing it again. He's doing it again. He's key, man. He doesn't have a win. No. Nope. Would you take no wins? And a Supercross title, if you're for a fan of Ryan Dungey, or would you be bummed? Versus five wins and no title? Yeah, just, are you okay with him winning it without winning a race? I would accept it, <laughs> but I would not be thrilled about it. Right. Um, but you would but accept hey, it. hey, man, a title's a title. Okay. He gets to win right the number hey, one next, he's got, next year. He's doing it again right now. Yeah, he's he, doing he, it. he rode very well in, uh, in Oakland. He probably should have got third, but again... By being consistent, being fast, not making mistakes. That's all you got to do. Takes advantage of Chad Reed's mistake mm-hmm. and uh, grab second place. Um, very exciting day. Yeah, I was, uh, when I saw Roxon crash at first, I was obviously worried. But no, you weren't. I, no, you weren't. Well, I have to pretend like I was worried. Okay. But then as soon as I saw him going, I'm like, yes, 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 yes. Because I thought, points lead, gone. And then there you go. What, what, why were you excited when Roxon got up? Look, that he was okay. That he wasn't. Oh. That nothing like major was oh. wrong. Yeah, That's yeah. what I'm saying. I don't want him to. I mean, I don't want him to get yeah. hurt or anything like that. Right, right, so, right. Yeah. Um, uh, the fly boot is out, everybody. The boot that we cannot speak about. We can now speak about fly racing sector boot. It represents fly racing's entry into the premium off-road boot segment, and it's loaded with features and technology you've come from to expect from fly. 
Uh, key features include the Sector's torsion control protection system around the ankle, an easy-to-use positive latch buckle, super comfy slip-on booty system. Uh, you've got, you name it, this boot's got it. This is a high-end boot, everybody. It is to compete with the uh, the A-Stars, the SG-12s, all that kind of stuff. This is Fly Racing's uh, diving into the pool of uh, of high end boots uh 3 439 bucks retail black white for right now and all the sizes of course tits you're very excited about the new boot launch they look pretty have you grilled Jason Thomas anymore on uh... the soles look a little cheap? I don't know if you've heard that, but no, no, they actually they look really cool. I like uh, I like uh, the look of them. Yeah, someone on Instagram said the yeah. soles look cheap. Like really? You can just 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 like that from a one, promo photo. One photo. That's yeah, all yeah. You need, yeah. Gotta love it. Gotta love social media. <laughs> hey, nfab too. Uh, N-fab.com. Proud sponsors of the JGR nfab Toyota team with Barsha, Nicoletti, and Pike. Uh, light up the night with your light, NFAB light mounting solutions. Or if you just need truck accessories uh, from Step Systems and uh, bumpers and Jeep gear, n-fab.com, proudly built in Houston, Texas. Uh, check them out, and uh, I can get you a discount on some NFAB stuff. Just contact, use the contact form on PulpMX, and we can make that happen for you. And um, we are going to give away a Fly Racing Pit Polo shirt. That's right. Got to look cool. Pit Polo. Nothing says, hey, I'm serious, but I can still party like a Pit Polo. Shirt from Fly Racing. And uh, two tickets to A3. That's right, Anaheim 3 coming up this weekend. Two tickets courtesy of uh, the folks at NFAB. Uh, we're going to give these away to a random caller. So uh, that's uh, that's all you really got to do. You just got to call in uh, 702-586-7857. Uh, we're going to come up with Jason Thomas here right away on the show. And David Villeman later on. That's right, Villeman will just probably start yelling at some point. But let's get right to the phone lines to start before we get too in-depth. David, what's going on? Hey, how you doing, Steve? Uh, Long-time listener, first-time caller. Thanks for calling. Um, just wanted to know about um, Andrew Short. Love the guy, getting great starts. think the bike's a big improvement for mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. But why does he still fall back to his normal position? You well, know, any thoughts? Well, um, in Oakland, he whole shot and led some laps, and then he dropped back to, uh, to uh, ninth, but he got eighth uh, with Baggett's penalty. That's... I mean, he, he attributed some of that to, to, to leading a few laps and pushing really hard and, and maybe making more mistakes than he would normally do. I mean, Andrew's not on the level of Rocks and Tomac and these guys. I mean, he's just not there. He's a solid veteran, very fast and all that. He is a 5th to 10th place guy. Um, now, in Oakland, he dropped further back, which is uh, you know a little unlike him. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't just go off Oakland. Generally speaking, Dave, he's been pretty strong this year. Yeah, I'm impressed. Yeah, um, no. I, I'm I'm kind of believing in his head. Does he believe he can, you know, do better with that bike and a better start? Yeah, he loves like you're the bike. He's fifth to tenth, maybe. Yeah, he loves the bike. Uh, the bike, and it's a good starting bike. You can see that. Uh, Brayton, even before Brayton went yeah. out, he pulled some starts. Dunge has always been up there on the starts. I just think, you know, the first time getting a whole shot and leading some laps in Supercross for a while for Andrew. Maybe uh, got him a little excited and got, you know, these guys have a rhythm that they want to do and they have a pace and maybe Shorty got a little bit out of his pace and, uh, you know, pumped up or made some mistakes or whatever, whatever have you. And um, it wasn't, it wasn't a stellar showing, but then when you talk to him after the race, he was excited to just lead laps because he's Andrew Short. He just thought leading laps was really cool, you know? Yeah, so, he has a most awesome attitude. He does. He really does. He's. He, I can't say enough good things about Shorty. I'm. Not, I'm sure I could walk in my house and see him like kicking my basset hounds, and I'd still be like, "It's okay, Shorty. I understand." Because he's just such a good guy, you know. So, um, thanks, Back David. In the day I wish oh. I wish Val, Valipolo, excuse me, Ryan Villapoto would have the same attitude. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? A lot of guys, when they get older, <laughs> though, they start changing a little bit. It's it's kind of human nature. Yeah. I've seen it a bunch of times. Uh, so Andrew's at the end of his career, more so than the beginning, and now he's uh, he's enjoying the ride, man. He's a great representative for fly racing, no doubt. No doubt. Thanks, David. Yeah, thank you. Great show. Thank you. Appreciate it. Neil, what's going on, man? Hey, I had a few questions, Steve. The first question I had was, is, do you think that we'll see any more aggression from Dungey with, uh, with Alpha having Alden on his side and being the points leader? Because, I mean, I can't remember a time he's been leading a series aside from outdoors or a Supercross series, um, and he's had this much stuff going positive. Yeah, he, uh, he uh, led... I think he led last year a race or two, uh, or the year before he was a points leader at some point um, early in the season for like a race or two. So it's, it hasn't been that long since he led the Supercross points. But, um, okay. but yeah, it. Uh, I mean, I definitely think, you know, he got beat by a lot of Alden Baker clients. So uh, now he's got Alden Baker in his side. I'm sure Alden is trying to tell him, hey, this is what we – we always knew we could beat you because you did this, Ryan. You were passive. You – couldn't pass you whatever it is and so now we got to work with you and change that so yeah but you don't see that changing his passing abilities or uh, his inability to pass i should say um yeah i don't know i don't know how you do that you know once again he this weekend yeah. in oakland he, he wasn't great but he, i mean he got second because chad made a mistake so i know he's been lashing yeah. out at those critics um, um yeah i heard that on the podium at anaheim yeah yeah exactly yeah um, and and then I had another question about uh, Chad Reed. Do you think that the varied results could have been a little bit from the Pirelli tires? And he's been tested. A lot of his testing of the Pirelli tires was done on different dirt than exactly that Anaheim. Uh, I do. I do. I think the Pirelli guys are upset. I wrote about that this week, and I think the Pirelli guys are upset. Yeah, I about read it. that. Yeah, I, I do think that. Yeah. I don't think they're they're great tires. They've got podiums and heat race wins and. JGR and the BTO guys are making them look good, but I do think Chad, who's one of the most pickiest guys in the sport, uh, is having a little bit of an adjustment period with Pirelli. It's nothing bad. I wouldn't take yeah. your Pirellis and return them to dealerships like people from Pirelli seem to think, but I would uh, yeah. I would think he'd have a little bit of uh, to time to get used to him, for sure. So Yeah, and then I wanted to see if I could win the two tickets you were giving away. Uh, sure, Neil. Uh, who's your favorite rider? Uh, right now it's going to be Barsha. Okay, who's your favorite all-time rider, though? Say they're retired. Say they. Um. Well, I mean, it's clearly Tim Ferry in the number fifteen. Congratulations! Have... Congratulations! Was... Yeah. Okay, thank you. Yeah, we'll put you on hold. Tits will get your info. You win the tickets, courtesy NFAB. Thank you. All right, thanks, Neil. All right, Neil's on hold. We gave away the tickets already. Jason Thomas, welcome to the show. What's happening? Big day at Fly Racing. The sector boot is out. It is. It yeah. is long awaited. Yeah, we can now talk about the boot. We can. We um, can. Um, did, 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 has Tits grilled you? Uh, manufacturer, uh, width of cowhide, uh, uh, durability of plastic, uh, anything like that? I know, he's, I know he's very worried and very concerned about the fly boot. So. Yeah, he hasn't yet, but I'm, I'm expecting that at any time. <laughs> well, actually, he has. I just wasn't ready for him yet. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Uh, fly racing sector boot, folks, out now. Adam Entenap's running it right now, and I expect to see more guys in it soon. So check out flyracing.com for more on that. And uh, congratulations to Neil for winning the tickets to A3, courtesy of NFAB and uh, uh, N-Fab.com. Okay, we got uh, some more people on hold, but looking into JT a little bit. And um, uh, A3 coming up this weekend. Uh, looking at the track, what would you see? What would you think? Uh, just checking it out. It looked pretty normal, I think. Yeah. You know, and, and that's 
not a great answer, but um, <laughs> I didn't see anything that really jumped out at me. You know, the start's longer this week, is, which yeah. uh, I I like. I think it's better, uh, safer for the guys, too, which mm-hmm. is most important. There's a sand section, but I don't know. When they have sand just down straightaways, I don't think it does too much. No, no, I'm with you so, on that. Um, I haven't really seen anything that jumps out. I mean, there's two whoop sections, but they both look pretty short. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're back-to-back, which mm-hmm. may play a role. Um, the one thing I do like, though, is there's a 180 after the whoops, so I think that that creates more passing. Yeah, yeah, but absolutely. Other than that, I haven't seen too much that was just, uh, you know, really made a difference. Uh, this week and this past weekend's track, like those triples, they were big. I don't know what they did with them, but uh, they made them a little bigger than usual. Shorty, yeah, and they were right out of turns, too, yeah, which yeah. is always tough. Shorty, blame me, he said, because I'm always bitching about how triples are the same size. I, don't, I, really, don't, <laughs> I really don't think so, though. Um, yeah, and I don't know if it's it's necessarily always the length, is it's the trajectory. If you make a the, sta- the face really steep, so you don't get any uh-huh. any uh, basically you don't get any distance, then you have to hit it way harder. You go like, way higher. So th- like I think some- that's it. Usually more than anything. Sounds like something out of winners take all. You're talking about distance. Trajectory, Can be yeah, the Himalayas, the Himalayas, that kind yeah. of stuff. Um, yeah. um, uh, hey, so okay, so. Uh, one thing to watch out for this weekend, and we touched it a little bit on the NFAB Fantasy Moto podcast, by the way, uh, yesterday. But uh, Michael Lessie could be back this weekend, and but he is dealing with a knee injury that could hold him back. JT, you're not. I, you sound like you're fifty-fifty uh, whether you think this is going to work or not. I think it'll work in theory. Uh, I think he'll be fine. It's just going to be can he avoid putting it down or that one mistake that you know because you just get that jarring pain or. Worst case, it dislocates because that's what would always happen with me. Uh, my knee would just basically pop out of place. It goes right back in, but you know, by then you're basically you're in a lot of pain and your your race is kind of ruined. So, yeah. yep. that's that's what he's really got to face, and it will get better. It'll get better as the weeks go on. Just this first one's going to be tough. Mm-hmm. Um, going into a three, uh, uh, generally speaking, too. This is the third Anaheim. That's why it's called a three, everybody. And um, They've had the dirt down for a long time. Monster truck uh, races have gone on. Two other supercrosses. This is the worst one, isn't it? It is. It it just goes away more and more the longer that dirt sits in there. It's in there and monster trucks are packing it down, and they're not really helping anything. And it's been uh, it's been unseasonably warm this this winter in in California. So that's certainly just baking it uh, even more so. So all those factors with no rain, it, you know. The years it's rained quite a bit down there, it kind of reworks the moisture into it. We haven't really seen that this year, mm-hmm. um, in January anyway. So I expect it to be incredibly slick and icy this weekend. Um, yeah, which uh, I wrote about Chad Reed. I mean, we saw a great race in Oakland, and uh, I thought one of the reasons, two reasons why he was good. One of them was there was traction, and I think, uh, he was, I think he's been battling his tires a little bit. Two, the track got ruddy and beat up. It took a lot of skill, a lot of technique, and guess what? That's where Chad Reed shines a little bit. Um, you could see the old guy still has it. That's also a reason I believe that he was better because it took a man's – that was a man's track because it broke down so much. Uh, you agree or disagree with those two points? The tire thing I'm not sold on yet. I think um, – I, I personally ran Pirelli, so I, I know they're very capable. Uh, and, I, you know, we watched Justin Brayton last year at yeah, Phoenix, which I mean, is one of the most slippery tracks, almost win the race. Yeah, I never said they weren't capable, though. Now you're selling the Well, no, I, that's why I'm just yeah. not I mean, they're good. completely sold on your point. Uh, I think this weekend, if he struggles again and it's noticeable, then, then possibly, you know, we could look at it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just not quite there yet. I do think the technical side was, was very astute, though. That's uh, something he's great at. When the yeah. track gets worse, he gets better. Um, 
yeah, so I yeah. think uh, I'll, I'll go one for two on you. So it should be interesting to see how he does this weekend. It'll be Yeah, no, I, you can't draw concrete conclusions, but I think yeah. you'll have a little bit more evidence on your side if that's the case. Um, hey, did you watch the Kenny Rockson GoPro crash from A2? I didn't, no, I haven't had a okay. chance to. Interesting. I haven't heard too much about it, um, but I did watch it, and I thought about this. He picks his bike up. You know, he crashed off the side of the triple. Right. Picks, picks his bike up and just goes left onto the track. Cutting out that whole turn and everything else. Yep. Now, what are you going to do? The guy's dead last, but I'm just saying, like, just never well, brought up. Only, Nobody brought the only that up. Inter- Sorry, I mean to cut yeah. you off. The only interesting thing I would look at is is the timing. Uh, if you went to the official race timing, it's probably, I would say, a five-second difference, three to five seconds. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Uh, right there. So if there's anybody within there, I think maybe they have a case, but that would really be it. Yeah, but, I mean, I just, uh, I'm surprised that it didn't... Uh, it wasn't raised up a little bit. He, uh, yeah, if you docked the uh, five seconds, then uh, uh, Freddie Norn would have beat him. So Freddie yeah, Norn, okay, well, I'm very upset. I have, you have a case there then, yeah. for sure. Um, I don't know, just something, to, just something, something to think about. Hey, did you see that he was riding this week after his crash? Uh, I'm surprised. Beat up face, you know his wrist is sore. Uh, but he was out there riding, so he must be all right. I, I would have thought that's a week off for Kenny right there. Um. <laughs> I think, uh, he, you know, I saw him, he posted a picture of him during a workout on Monday, but really the best way to get your body back ready to go again is to get back out there. Mm-hmm. You get all the blood flow, you work all the, you know, uh, you basically get blood flowing into where areas that are injured and need to get fresh blood into them. You loosen everything up. So, mm-hmm. you know, unless you're seriously injured, that's kind of the best medicine is to get back on your motorcycle and go through the motions again. Right, right. Uh, Ryan Dungey, points leader. Tess is very excited. He hasn't won a race yet, but Dunge is doing what he does, man. Uh, going into A3, what do you what do you see from him this weekend? Um, I see- have him. I have him picked to win. Oh wow! Yeah, he's uh, he's my pick. Um, I just think this, you know, the the dirt that we expect to see, mm-hmm. just slippery, icy. Uh, I think plays right into his strength, and I think he's been building. He's gotten better and better and better. And you know, maybe the second place got handed to him a bit by Chad's mistakes, but still, he was right there. And I just think it's—I think it's time that he, you know, is, is ready to get there. And if he gets out front, you know, we've seen what he can do out front. You know, he doesn't get passed very often. So, yeah. Do you think uh, with Kenny Roxon leaving the Baker's factory, that maybe this would help Dunge, or maybe a little more attention paid, maybe a little more strategy talk? Um, you know what? I think the mental side will help Dunge a lot. Yeah. I don't think I've never seen Ryan Dunge get tired in all my races of watching him, which is you know probably a hundred now or more. Yeah. I've never seen him get tired. And so I don't think there's a ton to learn there from him on, on or Alden Baker on that, because I, he worked with Alden and he saw what Alden did back yeah. in 2009. So yeah. it's not a huge surprise on the workload, mm-hmm. but I do think Alden's very, very good with giving those guys the mental edge and the confidence they need. Mm-hmm. And I think when you, I just think when you go to the, when you're on that program and you go to the line, you feel like you're the, the most highly trained athlete on the line. I mm-hmm. think that goes a long way. All right, let's get some phone calls here. Uh, Dustin, uh, what's going on? Thanks for calling the Fly Race and Moto 60 show. How much? How you guys doing? Good. Thanks for calling. What's up? Yeah, I said a question uh, with Grant being uh, Chad Reed's teammate this year. Is that? A, do you know if that's a one or a two year deal? You know, I don't know. JT, do you know? I honestly don't know either. I would think two, but I I can't confirm that. Yeah. If it, say if it was a one-year deal, um, I know uh, you're saying that Honda would like love to have Tomac back, and I know Monster and Cowie would be trying to get Tomac, but 
would uh, Cowie kind of prohibit Reed from maybe trying to go after him, being another Cowie, you know, uh, on the same team? Yeah, it's a long way away. But, yeah, I, I definitely think if you're Tomac uh, and Cowie, um, you know, you're going to monster. You're going to go to monster team, and that's going to be where your big bucks are. And, and, you know, Chad has to tell the OEM, like, hey, I want to sign Tomac. Can you promise me works parts? And then Cowie would be like, well, wait a minute. We're going to sign him for our team. Therein lies well, a big, big problem in our industry. The OEMs have because isn't totally that what go. happened with the uh, didn't uh, Jeremy McGrath try to sign Chad Reed like you know when he was coming in? Oh, I don't know. That. No. I don't think so. No, I didn't hear that. No, I didn't. hear No, that I part. think uh, Yamaha Troy had him before anybody. Well, no, that's when he was coming into the two fifties. Oh, um, that would have been oh three. I'm Jeremy was yeah. Well, Jeremy KTM. was a KTM guy. Yeah, no, Jeremy was KTM. So no, I don't think it would have happened. But okay. all right, thanks, Dustin. Appreciate it, man. Okay. All right, uh, let's go to uh, Josh. What's up, man? Hey, I got a couple. I got a question. A couple points. Sure. One, I look forward to the Moto Sixty show for one main reason, and that is no Gibbs. I just, I, how much money is it going to take to raise where we could just send him off in the sunset and don't have to hear his awful voice anymore? I, I'm a hater. I got to say it. I, I <laughs> it's just me. But anyway, uh, we'll we'll let that lie. But anyway, I. I haven't heard, I'm pretty surprised though, but I'm surprised there hasn't been a Mookie and Bowers incident. And do you think we'll see that? Because Mookie has a, a hell of a past of riding super aggressive and, and having no problem taking people out. And then we also saw how obviously Bowers rides, but I just think that would be an awesome, an awesome battle yeah. between the two biggest dudes out there. Yeah, it'd be good. And yeah, Mookie's not scared. Saw so him with Barsha, saw so him with, uh, um, was it Sealy? Who did he put over in that turn? Um, somebody, maybe it was a TLD guy. And then uh, um, obviously we, yeah, uh, I could see those two guys getting at it. I don't know. Bowers is great though. I, I wrote this week. Felch, you put him on the payroll, JT. He, guys, that's, <laughs> he's providing lots of drama. He's great. Yeah, it goes. It kind of flies in the face of what they've been trying to, you know, this whole Reed Canard thing. You know, no. I just, I just have a problem with that when you penalize one guy and then you play it on all of your highlight reels the next weekend. Yeah, just well, crazy. I don't know. I know what you're saying, but that's pr- promoter and referee. You know what I, I mean? I know, but it's like, all the same. Like you have to, you have to be on the same page, is what I'm saying. Everyone has to have the same, yeah, same agenda, and I don't and agree. Be aligned. I think I don't agree. But what they no? showed Mookie, they showed Mookie at, after that last heat race um, last week after the Webb incident, and he did not look real happy about that do you think he lets that pass um yeah i mean i don't think webb was to blame for that but if you're mookie I don't either on, yeah but if you're I don't mookie think he was either if you're mookie and you're laying on the ground jt you've been there i'm sure you've dished it out and taken it from guys um you're pissed even though you know looking back i mean he took the lead right out of you took the took the wheels right away from me so yeah without a doubt you know, so um, I, yeah, I think if if and I wrote that if Webb's making some some enemies out there, ba- uh, Mookie will probably take a shot if he's got one. Bowers we know will. Uh, Jesse Nelson and Webb got into it in practice. Um, you know, if you're Cooper Webb, you got some some guys out there gunning for you. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe it's cool as crap to him, but um, <laughs> you know, you do got to watch. Uh, out, one so. more thing too that they were saying uh, you were talking about Andrew Short earlier and about how he slid back. But, I mean, he had been sore as hell this week after that crash. So, I mean, I kind of blame some of that on him dropping back as far as he did. Because I, I do think he looks better this year than he has in quite a while. He just looks real aggressive and kind of kind of spry and spunky out there like a, one of the youngsters. Yeah. No, he's having a great year for sure. And, yeah, actually, and you're right, Josh. Uh, I don't think he rode all week. So, did he, JT, do we know? Did he ride all, out all week? 
I don't think he could. Uh, <clears throat> I don't think he could walk until Wednesday. So <laughs> yes. if he rode, I'm not sure. I know it was a struggle. Right. I knew right. he could race, but he was. Re- I mean, he was limping around the, our pit all week, all day. Yeah. And he was yeah. really, really happy, which I know is not a shock for him, but he was just happy that he was out there at all. Yeah. So it was. It was a lot worse than I think most people thought. All right, uh, Josh. Cool. Thanks for calling, man. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks a lot. Right, see ya. Uh, go to line three, which is uh, Brent. What's up, man? Want to talk about Cooper Webb? Yeah, uh, I was just wondering. I don't know if it just got mixed up in all the controversy between him and Bowers or not. But I mean, I've been watching Supercross since you know for almost twenty years now, and that was one of the most impressive rides I have seen. And I didn't know if you just didn't talk about it on the Pulp MX show because AC was there or whatever, or just because it was more juicy to talk about the 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 takeouts but am i the only one that thinks that was a very no, stewart-esque ride i mean i've the, the momentum he was carrying the speed he had it was just unreal no i mean i, I mean Brent, am I the we, only one we, no we brought it up a lot how amazing it was and uh webb was supposed to be on the show with ac but yamaha yeah. told him not to come on so no nothing to do with ac being there we i thought we talked about it a lot it was an amazing ride it was awesome okay. I, wrote, I wrote about it this week uh, um although i mean um you know, it, it was. I mean, he probably would have won with another lap to go. You know, he would have won with another two, two, maybe two corners. corners yeah. He, <laughs> you know what's surprising though, Brent? He didn't have the fastest lap of the night, which is amazing to me. Who did? Oh, uh, did uh, I want to say Hill did? Yeah, Justin Hill did. Um, yeah. Which is amazing to me, but he was he was awesome, Brent. No, for sure. Um, Big disappointment this year. Who, Justin Hill? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Um, what, what are you doing? Wait, where are you, Brent? He's riding, dude. I'm, are you riding? Yeah, bro. I'm riding. And you're, <laughs> that's awesome. You're like multitasking, riding out and then oh. calling into the show. I like it. I mean, I'm not like in a corner or anything right now, but I'm uh, I'm in moto heaven at the moment. Brent, it I'm sounds like a... Brent. It sounds like a quad, though. Is that a quad? No, a quad. most certainly not. Okay. <laughs> I'm at uh, I'm at Monster Mountain in Alabama, oh. fully prepped. And there's like 20 of us here. So oh, amazing. that's awesome! You know what? Just for that, you want to you want a fly pit polo shirt? That's awesome. Yeah, that'd be pretty sick. All right, we're gonna get you a fly pit polo shirt. Stay on hold, man. Thanks. Thank you. All right, see ya. Uh, you gotta get a guy a pit polo shirt, JT. You do. I, I'll fully support it, though. He's out riding, and he calls into the Moto 60 show. I like it. Yeah. What'd that's, you think? Uh, did, what should happen? Did, did did we not talk about Webb's Webb's ride enough? I mean, it's pretty epic. It was... I feel like we did. Maybe I don't know. I mean, I feel like everybody's. It was like the story of the 250 main event. Well, other than the elbow heard around the world. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It got overshadowed. But a it, they kind of went hand in hand. I thought. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was on the ground. You know. So, uh, some more calls here to the show. Let's go with Dustin. Uh, you there? No, Alex. Alex, what's up? Hey, what's up? I'm just talking about the uh, rocks and leaving Alden. Yeah. Uh, do you think he's going to have a downfall, like Blake Baggett did after he won his title? JT thinks so. JT thinks this is a terrible decision by Kenny Roxon. I don't know if I don't know if I would if I would compare it to Baggett. I don't think well, no, if that's fair because I, I think that Roxon is a much more talented supercrosser right. than hey, Baggett Alex, is. Alex, hold on. He's trying to give you an answer. Hold on. Right. Uh, but I do think I I do think he's better off with Alden than not. So we'll see where that goes. I don't know if it'll be as dramatic as what we saw because there was injuries and a lot of things that, that kind of caused the Baggett thing. But, yeah, we come back to the same thing. I think that Kenny Roxon on Alden Baker's program is better than Kenny Roxon not on it. Yeah. 
Yeah, it should be interesting, Alex. I don't think we're going to find out till the end of the year. But yeah, he's got he's got his base all set for this year. I mean, he's just in a maintenance mode, really. Yeah, you know, yeah, should be should be interesting to keep an eye on. Thanks, Alex. Appreciate it, man. Yeah. All right, uh, Tyson, what's up? What's up, Mathis? How you How you guys doing? I'm good. Thanks for calling the show. Yeah, no problem. Hey, uh, so this is the first year that we've had uh, Chad Reed with another writer on the team, Josh Grant. We've all kind of looked at how hasn't been the best because he I don't think he's even finished a race. Do you think with Chad's role, because right now he's clearly trying to figure out what he needs to do with his bike and his ride, how involved he is with Grant or what conversations he's having about Grant's results with, with Josh, or what do you guys think that situation's like? What do you think, JT? I, well, is it, basically are you just asking what Chad's feelings are on Grant's season? Well, I think we all know that, but I guess my question is more, is Chad just putting his head down, trying to focus on what he needs to do to get to where he needs to be, or is he yeah. still kind of one right. foot that, over there? That's kind of what I was, yeah, that, that's exactly what I, okay. And my thoughts are, really, with the, the struggles that Chad has had, I do think so. I think Chad is kind of worried about himself, uh, just because he, you know, Chad is the, the headliner for that team, and he's... You know, he's what people are coming to the truck for. You know, Josh Grant is a star in his own right, but people are coming to that truck to see Chad Reed. That's just how it works over there. So I think he knows that he has a big responsibility to put in results, and he hadn't been doing that. So, you know, the Josh thing, I'm sure at some point he's asked, you know, what's what's the deal? Are you okay? You know, is there anything we can do? But it's one of those things where you kind of have bigger fish to fry at the moment. Yeah, you don't think yeah. he would – you don't think he would – I mean, because he's a racer, he's not going to be the dude to be like, "Yeah, you need to pull up your socks." There's no chance. It's no, no, I, I don't, because he's just crashing. It's not like he's riding around in twentieth. Yeah, you know. But hey, listen, Grant's got to pull this thing together, or it's no, gonna, totally. Yeah, but crashing, crashing is often a result of trying too hard. So it's not like you can yeah. yell at him and he needs to try harder. The guy's laying himself out on the ground every weekend. So you know, but you know, what crashing sometimes is a sign of you not. You're trying to raise yourself to a level that you don't ride at during the week. So maybe, yeah, you know and, I mean? and that would be more, I think, something that Lars or someone else could attest to. You yeah. know, that's been around every day. Yeah, for sure. All right, thanks, man. Thanks for calling, Tyson. See you guys. All right, see you. All right, next call, uh, Evan. What's up? Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. What's going on? Um, I have a couple questions about Justin Hill. Okay. Um, would he have gotten caught that the other night uh, if he didn't go down in the sand there? And because he had fast lap up until he crashed there too, and did he need to keep jumping over that big hump into the sand? Which you know he dug the front wheel in hard and went over, mm-hmm. went over the bars. But is he going to put together a full made event one of these weeks? And because I picked him twice, including Oakland here, I picked him twice, and he's still, still having, uh, still haven't gotten away. What do you think? What do you think about Justin Hill putting it together here? He would have won last weekend. Uh, yeah, he wouldn't have gotten hours, caught, right? Helped that. But, yeah, he just made a mistake. So I think he was much better. You know, he was matching Cooper Webb in time practice every time. They were basically back and forth. Mm-hmm. So, And I think that was the best we've seen him by far. Uh, and, and like I said, if he doesn't make a mistake there, he wins. So, sure, I, I do think it's got, it will be better, and it, it was certainly better last weekend. But his drop-off when he got up, JT, was weird. Like, got up in fifth. Okay, cool. You you know you're not going to win anymore. You're up in fifth, uh, but then he went to ninth. So I don't know. Yeah, what. and who knows what happened? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it could have been anything. Could have got sand in his goggles. Could have got anything. Yeah, right, there, right. there's some, a million different possibilities there. But I do know the 
to Justin Hill before he crashed was he was out of there. He was going to win. He was hauling, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was good. Thanks, Evan. Uh, Thank you. Was hey, did you think? Do you need to think he? Do you think he needed to be jumping, or was there anybody else jumping over that big sand hump into that corner the way he was doing it? Yeah, yeah, a few guys were doing it. Yep. Were they, were yeah. They? Okay. All right. I think it's one of those things too, where that may be the reason you win the race. Also, you know, stuff like that right, right. can be the separation you need. So it's kind of like a, you know, it's catch twenty two, but sometimes you, you know, if you find something where you can make time up and you're really, you know, it's not like he's leading the points or anything. It's kind of been of a, sh- a struggle this year. So yeah, got to go for it when you have the opportunity. Sometimes. Oh no doubt. Thanks, no Evan. Doubt. Thank you, man. All right, take it easy, guys. All right, see ya. Gibbs, what's up? Hey, what's going on, guys? I thought this was Gibbs calling. Up here. I, thought, yeah. I thought Gibbs was calling in to you know yell at the guy who said we had to pay Gibbs off the show. <laughs> Different Gibbs. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, I just wanted to ask, uh, what do you guys think? I'd really like to see, like, a James Stewart article maybe wrote, like, his opinion, you know, on the riders. I've never really seen him kind of give input on other guys' riders. You know, it would be nice to see what he has for smarts, um, you know, putting it down to words. Like, you got a guy like DV, you know, he's a pretty yeah. smart guy. Not all riders are, but curious um, if you've seen James would do it. I don't see James doing that, no. I know Transworld's coming out with him on the cover next month. Uh, sort of a, a, a interview with James all about his suspension and all that. Um, he's a hard guy to get a hold of. He's not big into doing media stuff, and so I, he's got. He doesn't need the money. He doesn't need the attention. He doesn't need any of that thing. I, I don't see it happening, to be honest, Gibbs. JT, do you? I don't. Um, I just man, it's it's really tough when you're in a, a position like James uh, to really comment on anyone because people react defensively if you say anything but great things. And it just gets him in more of a firestorm than he's already in. So I don't see it. Okay. Oh, and I just want to thank JT. Fuck. He, I asked him about a DRZ 400 SM, and he yep. said I want one. So I uh, <laughs> I just bought one. Oh, yeah, last night. There you go. Can I have yours? <laughs> I still oh, man. I, I can't wait to ride this thing. It's <laughs> snowing fucking like crazy here, so I don't have to wait a while. But mm-hmm. Have you ever rode one, though, JT? I have, yeah, yep, I have. They're uh, they're, so they're really it, fun. I I really do want one. If I could, if I could find one here, the right situation, um, I, I would definitely get one. Yeah, I just picked one up for 2013, five grand with uh, with 400 kilometers on it. Yeah, that's a good deal. That's really uh, good deal. yeah, off. great radio, guys. That's awesome. You maybe hey, tune in, Gibbs, to the DRZ hour. Uh, tomorrow. That's when we do DRZs <laughs> hey, for an hour. Just, this is a quick thing, Matthew. I remember you talked about there was no young talent in Canadian motocross or whatever, like they're going away or whatever. Yeah. And that's because of the oil fields, just so you know. Okay, fantastic. I'll, we'll talk about it on DRZ all right, lunch. Yes, all right. All right, take care, guys. See you. Have a good one. Uh, all right, JT. Uh, but Sector Boot is out now. Flies entry into a premium high-end boot. Uh, 439 bucks retail. Uh, torsion control system. Slip on inner booty. Positive latch buckles, uh, adjustable straps. Uh, this thing's pretty bitchin' and uh, black or white right now. More colors coming, though, right, JT? Maybe yeah, down, I think the, down road, the line we'll, down we'll the get there. Yeah. Um, just, you know, one this, step at a time. The sector provides an exceptional level of protection and comfort that's designed for motocross and off-road competition. So, And NFAB, dress up your Jeep, truck, or SUV with the hottest-looking, hardest-working accessories, n-fab.com. Proud sponsors of the JGR NFAB Toyota team. All right, uh, anything else, bro? Are we good? I think that's it. Unless you want to talk about uh, DRZs or uh, oil fields, I could I could wax poetic about that for a yeah, couple more hours. Yeah, we can. Well, well, maybe we'll try to do a uh, a DRZ lunch. You and Gibbs can host it, and uh, you guys can uh, talk about. We DRZs. should do one on the the geopolitical climate of fracking 
uh, oil fields in the Midwest. Yeah, we can do that. I think that'd be that would be a great that'd listener. Be great, that'd be great radio. Uh, from what I understand, the uh, fracking uh, business is much like uh, uh, gun control and uh, racial uh, tensions. So um, should be. Should <laughs> so you should well. know a lot about fracking being from uh, Fargo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. All right, thanks, buddy. All right, see you. All right, see you. Uh, that's Jason Thomas, everybody, on the uh, Fly Racing uh, Moto 60 show presented by NFAB. Gave away our Fly Pit Polo. Gave away two tickets to Anaheim to A3 this weekend. A3 always coming up. Uh, uh, very exciting times. The last time uh, we will be at uh, Anaheim Stadium. And then we have San Diego next week. And then done with the West Coast, bro. We are uh, now onto the East Coast Series and the Eastern Tracks. And things change, man. A lot of things change. Uh, you got ruts developing. You got softer dirt. I don't know. Not as soft as it used to be. I don't know if you remember years ago, but it doesn't run up like it used to be on the East Coast. Uh, the track guys, the Dirtworks guys have figured it out a little more. But uh, things should change on the East Coast. Of course, Daytona coming up. That's a big one. So uh, 702-586-PULP, 702-586-7857. If you have a call or a question for myself or David Villeman on the uh, Fly Racing Moto 60 show presented by NFAB, and uh, we are going to get the uh, former Factory Yamaha, Factory Suzuki GP winner, Supercross winner, national winner, you name it. He's probably won it somewhere along the line. Should have been 2002 250 Supercross champion, but we all know what happened there. David Villeman, what's up, DV? Hey, how you doing? Thanks for coming on. Good no times. Problem. Good times. Um, hey, so uh, we're four rounds down and uh, uh, in the Supercross series, and we're visiting our last Anaheim three. We had Jason Thomas on the show. Um, generally speaking, by the time this, this race hits, like he was saying, the dirt is pretty beat down by now. It's, uh, it's, it's probably going to be the worst dirt of the, uh, of the Anaheims. Yeah, because uh, it's packed down. Obviously, it's all packed, and they have Monster Jam and Supercross. And uh, but it should be interesting because it's supposed to rain on Friday. So oh, it is. Oh, oh. Uh, so tomorrow, I guess. Um, and uh, maybe it should be good. Put yeah. some moisture in now. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I think everybody uh, uh, is going to be glad to get get out of mm-hmm. all the Anaheims and even Phoenix. It's kind of uh, the dirt was good this year, but mm-hmm. you know, usually it's not very good. And um, so, yeah, it should be uh, good for all the guys just to get done with Anaheim and just move to San Diego and go back east. Um, I know you haven't been to an East Coast Supercross for a long time, but you do follow the sport closely and watch them all. You would be amazed, DV, and I was just talking about this before you got on, like the East Coast tracks, St. Louis, Indy, they, whether it's where they're storing the dirt, what they're doing with the dirt with lime or something, they do not rot up like they used to be. It is no longer like of different series out east. It's it's pretty pretty remarkable what they've done. Yeah, I think that maybe they stole the dirt. Uh, it's covered, maybe. Yeah. You know, that's a, uh, a big thing. Uh, it used to be crazy, uh, uh, rutted. And, uh, but back in the day, you know, they did not have um, uh, bobcats. You know, they only uh, did everything with a dozer and mm-hmm. um, with, uh, with a loader. Right. And when when the track was built, the loader did not even go on the track anymore. So, so they were fixing everything with a dozer, and the dozer doesn't pack anything. It, it, it keeps right. the dirt super loose, so it was tough to pack stuff down. Mm-hmm. And I think now that I think they have more equipment too, and more bobcats, they more maintenance, and uh, they pack the track way better. Um, and I think there's 
you know, I think maybe less um, less practices and the track gets me, you know. Yeah. Uh, it, it's better. And yeah, back in the day, it was crazy. We, you know, we wouldn't, we were scared to jump in the main <laughs> event, the triple yeah. and stuff. You know, like they yeah. wouldn't fix the stuff. Like they would let everything run it up. And I think it was good for racing. It was obviously dangerous for the guys that, yeah. Kind of like uh, crazy and jumping stuff in the rut and, mm-hmm. and crashing and stuff. But I think he made uh, the technical riders better. Just kind of like in Oakland. You know, I think uh, in Oakland, the the dirt was uh, soft. He rode it up. And all the guys that were kind of like more technical, like jumping stuff in the rut. Yeah. Uh, I think that helped them too. Um, yeah, because people forget. How long was Friday practice? An hour? What, what, yeah, it was, it, it was crazy. Yeah, right, it was right. long. It was a long yeah. time, and that was a lot of time yeah. on the track for sure. I forgot about that. We used to do Friday practice, and uh, yeah, Friday practice, and they wouldn't really. Uh, there was like afternoon qualifiers. Mm-hmm. There was like a ton of those, mm-hmm. um, and yeah. everything got rooted up. And I think they did not have that big break after practice where now they have a couple of hours and the track is brand new. Yeah. And back in the day, they maybe they would, you know, leave stuff out because they only had those there. They, mm-hmm. they wouldn't fix the whoops. The whoops would stay, you know, rutted up all night. Yeah. So it's, it's way different. Uh, remarkable DV, uh, four rounds down. Kenny Roxon's won a couple races and, uh, Tomax won a race and, and, and Trey Kennard won this weekend. And, and who's the points leader? Good old Ryan Dungey. Uh, um, putting it to him. Do, do you see? Do you see a change in Dunge? Do you think he needs to change, um, or can he just keep doing what he's been doing and hope to stay in that number one spot? He has to change because this won't work. You know, he won't get a gift like this all season long. He's gonna be there in the points. You know, always like between first and fourth, like he's been doing. Mm-hmm. But he's gonna need to actually pass riders to get points rather than wait for somebody to right. make a mistake. You right. need to, to get some stuff done in the first few laps of the race. Just kind of like, you know, Chad did it this weekend. You know, he passed Roxanne in the first lap or yeah. first couple laps. And he's going to need to show that because he's only five points ahead. Yeah. You know, there is like, what, 13 races to go? Yeah. So yeah. it's like everybody is pretty much... Uh, back to square one, basically. And uh, even the guy with, you know, 18 points behind, it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's less than two points a race. So yeah. Yeah. it's not that big of a lead. And right now, you're going to have to make a point. And, you know, obviously, Roxon made a big mistake. And he should have doubled that triple when he passed Reed. Right. And and now he's trading points. But he's still the, the guy to beat. And like we we said before, Canal is part of that big three, big four guy, mm-hmm. and we do not see him ride like at his full potential, but he did in Oakland. And you got to put him in the mix, and then maybe uh, Reed, uh, that's getting uh, more confident, is going to be in there too. So mm-hmm. it's going to be tough. Uh, it's going to be a good season because now everybody knows they can pretty much be up there and win. So it's going to be good. I think I can really see Trey is a, a very mental rider. I mean, all you riders are mental. 
Um, but uh, Trey is really uh, uh, affected mentally, I think, uh, by his racing, good and bad. And I can see him ripping off some wins here. I, I really think that Oakland did a lot for him and because uh, um, we know he's got the speed and stuff. But uh, – I think the other guys could be in trouble here. I'm not saying he's going to go on and, and you know go on a tear, an MC-type tear, but I could see him grabbing a hold of this thing in the next few weeks if, if he can do it because people forget at at A2, uh, he was on the gas until he let, did the read mistake. And the last the week before, he also started way back. So I could see it. Yeah, but the thing with Canal, we, we, we all know he's really fast and can win any day. And... Uh, the thing is consistency and clashes. You know, he has a tendency to uh, throw it away sometimes. You right. know, right. And, and make like uh, maybe mistakes, crashes, you know, and that's something you don't really want to do. You, uh, you know, it's, it, it'd be good if you could take a little bit of from every rider, you know, because you need this kind of, uh, I would say, out of control sometimes. Mm-hmm and all with the consistency of Benji and you know the the smoothness of Roxanne you know like mm-hmm. all those things but yeah. I think they all have their good points and their bad points and and so far I think the first four races the the guy with the uh, least amount of bad points is Roxanne mm-hmm. you know and uh, I think you know he would have he would have won that race if he doubled the. If he the doubled triple. it, yeah, and, uh, I probably, yeah, probably. If he doubled the triple, he wins the race. I don't see Canal catching him. Right, right. And so, so now we we're trying to say, oh, Canal's going to do this, and and Tomac's going to do that. But if you think about it, if Roxanne double, he wins, and we don't talk about it right now. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Hey, let's get to uh, Dave. He's been on hold for a while. Dave, you got a question? About the FIM to uh, the DV? Well, yeah. Well, Steve, you were talking about uh, when DV was on the show the week after last, last Monday. Uh-huh. I told Gibbs to ask you, but he never got around. Um, you were talking about, you know, you know, Stuart, uh, maybe they might be doing some things with him. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just curious. It does. I was going to ask DV, does the FIM sanction, like, the British Championships or the Netherlands Championships, you know, the country championships? All um, I think all uh, all national championships with uh, in England is the ACU. That's the federation, and they are affiliated with um, with FIM, just like Canada. I don't think um, Bubba can ra- race the Canadian national. Yeah, no, Bubba can. Uh, Bubba can uh, race Canadian nationals. Nothing to do with FIM. Yeah. So yeah, yeah so it would have to be something that's not affiliated with FIM, which I don't really know. Yeah, Canada. What it is. Canada. Yeah, or it could. Why? Canada is not affiliated with FIM. Yes, but the Canadian Federation, the CMA, or whatever it is. Yeah, but that that that's not who runs the series. The uh, CMRC runs the series. They're not affiliated with CMA or FIM or anybody. So yeah, Bubba, but Bubba can go to Canada, it, but he will never do that. But it would be epic. Yeah, yeah, well, you could do. They used to have a Red Bull series in England or something. Yeah, uh, I don't know yeah. if they still have it. Here, I mean, he could race that. Here, here, but Bubba's yeah. not doing What's any of point? that. Yeah, Bubba's What's not doing any. Point? Exactly. D- DV's right. What is the point of going to Canada or going to anywhere, any country to race? It's, it's not going mean, to happen. You, I think you, you were. 
Steve, you were saying, you know, that they might be doing something with them going to like Argentina or yeah, there, yeah. I but... talked to the Red Bull guy. They said that maybe they'll take James around to do like riding demos and videos oh, all okay. over the world. You know what I mean? Oh, and okay. maybe maybe okay. race somewhere, some a Red Bull straight rhythm somewhere else in the world or something like right, that. Yeah. But but as far as like competitive week in and week out series racing, right. no chance he does that. No. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it'd be, it would, it, you know, that's what I said. It would have been cool if he could have done that. You know that, like I said, it's. Place where he's never, you know, I mean, he, last time he was there with the, uh, yeah, you know, was in UK at least was back during the uh, motocross the nation, right? Thing. Yeah, yeah. So. all right, thanks, Dave. Okay, man, thank you. All right, thanks, uh, DV. Is Chad Reed back? Is he back? I don't know. I don't know if he's back. <laughs> he wasn't he's back, stuck. now he's back. <laughs> yeah, I think he's, I don't know. Uh, it's tough to say. I, you know, he's a great writer, and he should be up there, and that was great to see him up there. Mm-hmm. But uh, he has he has to ask himself the right question to to fix whatever problem he has and to actually step it up to a pace of uh, Tomac or Roxon right. or even a Canal. And, you know, what I hear is all about bike setup, bike setup, bike setup. And I understand the bike is important, and you have to be comfortable, but the bike setup will not give you that edge to go race with Roxton and, and Tomac. You know, you have to, you know, go back to the drawing board on the riding side and, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, go faster in the turns and use your legs more and don't ride too lazy. Like I thought he was riding kind of lazy the first few races, like sitting down a lot and mm-hmm. not really uh, looking for speed, you know, and we know Chad is, goes where when he doesn't feel good everything sucks and he's over it really quickly <laughs> yeah and, and when he feels comfortable then it's all all new chat and he's going to do good mm-hmm. and i think his needs has changed this attitude where even if he's not 100 percent comfortable there's so many things you can do with your riding to compensate this rather mm-hmm. to say oh screw this and uh, the bike sucks. This weekend is gonna suck. You know what I mean? I think yeah. he has to. His approach has to change if he wants to be up there and 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 you know get points and get back in the in the top five in the championship. That's that's my only concern. And you know if he finds a bike setup and he feels good and he's comfortable, then you're gonna see him ride super aggressive like like in the first couple laps in Oakland. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, that's why we did not see from him the first three races. We saw him just kind of like ride around rather than mm-hmm. actually try because he did not feel comfortable. But it's tough to feel comfortable in, in every track with the dirt. And, you know, as a supercross rider, you have to compensate and, and overcome the, the bike situation and find the, the, the technical answers in the riding style just to compensate. Right. Um, yeah, it's it's amazing, DV. You go through the pits and my setup, my bike setup, 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 over and over. You know, um, and as a former mechanic, I'm often left going, okay, all right, you know, cool, right on. You went, you know, three inches of sag. I don't know. It, it's uh, that's where we're at. I mean, the level is pretty close. These guys are all pretty close, and maybe bike setup does have something to do with it. But it's unbelievable in the last two, three, four, or five years. The known riders that are saying, "Ah, I just got on my bike wasn't great," you know. I just, I'm just like, "What?" 
you know. But and I think when we had Roxanne on the show uh, last Monday or whatever, yeah, and, and he said it best. He said, "I find the one, he had one setup the bike he likes, and mm-hmm. he doesn't really look for better." Yeah, yeah, and and that's exactly the key of what it is. You have a race every weekend, and it's not in a couple of days of testing. You're gonna change the face of the world right because you you listen to chad and he says oh the bike we made huge improvement how can you make improvement in two days while you were like working with a ton of engineers for three months before a1 mm-hmm. that's what i don't you know right, what, I'm, right, what right. i mean yeah no absolutely. just find a, yeah. just find a, a bike that's decent and you know what forget about the engineer the computer or the curves the the suspension dyno and all this just Put them to sleep, and you know what? Just go right. <laughs> Just walk on your speed, walk right. on the speed, right. and on on the on corner speed, on standing up uh, in rhythm section, yeah. getting on your legs right away. Right. And that's what RV was doing. You know, RV was you know, and Bubba is uh, in his eight days, and what Roxanne is doing now. They try to go fast, and they don't settle to where they sit down something because they they always want to find the last tenth of a second, you mm-hmm. know, and that's what is uh, it's important. And I'm kind of like with you on, on the bike setup stuff, you know, it's like bike setup all the time. It's tires all the time. Yeah. And, 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 and air forks and, and oil forks and whatever, <laughs> you know, it's kind of yeah. like, yeah. Sometimes I think they they're getting lost somewhere they shouldn't even go, and just focus on you know mm-hmm. the riding because it's so important in in motocross supercross. It's not like Formula One. If your setup sucks, you're done. You, right. you can't win. NASCAR. If your setup is bad, you can't win. Yeah. But supercross, the the riders can do so much more than a few clicks in the suspension. Um, Tyler Bowers, I wrote this this week, Tyler Bowers should be put on the payroll for Feld because he is making things interesting, not always his fault, but with the tweets and the uh, coming together with Webb and everything else, uh, he's been involved in, in something in three out of the four races. So it's been interesting. And then Webb, you know, also uh, a little bit in the news, but he's got him covered in speed so far. But what's your take on, on, on Bowers, his moves in general, and uh, and Webb also. Um, I think it's you know he's an aggressive rider. He comes from arena cross. That's how you have to pass guys in that type of racing. Uh, he brings it to supercross. Uh, and you know I think the, the the action in Oakland was a cheap shot. You know how can you you know block pass somebody that's block passing somebody else? You know like. Mm-hmm. What do you think is going to happen? You know, like, um, but yeah, I think it's, uh, I think it's good for the series. Uh, I think Cooper, as uh, everybody covered uh, speed wise, uh, is better. I think he was a little aggressive on Bowers in Anaheim, but that wasn't bad at all. It was no, a last, yeah. last lap pass, two, two corners to go. Mm-hmm. He, he barely touched them. Uh, that was, more than Barrow's fault that he let him, you know, catch him the last few laps. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. And, uh, and, and I think Barrow's going to have to be like this because he has no answer to Cooper in speed. If Cooper is in front, uh, 
Barrow's going to have to slow him down because he can't catch him, really. Right. So he's going to have to ride a little bit aggressive and push him around a little bit. Right. And uh, I think Cooper is taking it pretty good. You know, like, uh, doesn't re- uh, retaliate mm-hmm. and uh, just pass him clean. And, and uh, in Oakland, that was a great race. Right. And uh, as far as the Twitter goes, yeah, I think every team manager on factories <laughs> should uh, ban riders to go on Twitter. Right. You know, that, right. that, that's enough. You know, like, we see now, like, Mayweather and Pacquiao, like, having... Twitter feud about a fight. Yeah. Now we have feuds of motocross guys. Right. You know they need to let it go. You know just just go ride, try to win, and just you know put your iPhone down for a bit. I'd like to see you and MC with Twitter back in the day at the test track. Yeah, it's like if I was gonna tweet Wyndham after Phoenix, like oh, what the <laughs> hell were you thinking? Whatever. Right. You know that's if you think about it, that's ridiculous. You know, and I I'm surprised. None of the factories or the team manager, maybe they're saying something that we don't know, but they should yeah. put some uh, stop on this. You know, like that's not even like with the uh, Western Pike and uh, yeah, Cold City thing. I'm like, right. but um, that's good for the fans, though. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, Briggs, Briggs, you got a question for uh, DV? Yeah, I was just kind of going on the whole, you know, bikes up, not making that big of a deal. Um, I have my father and uncle who have raced together for years, uh, both raced pro back in the day, could not be more polar opposites when it comes to riding, training, and everything. My uncle could take a basket case bike that he put together, go out, win the A-class on it. My father, on the other hand, was changing rear, you know, rear sprockets in between motos, rear tires, mm-hmm. and things like that to get the mental edge. Um, so in saying that, Chad puts me a lot of mind on my father because the bike setup is so important for him that he can't get to that next level if he's not 100% in sync. And, and we can see it in his riding when he's not feeling comfortable to when he's comfortable. Look at 2010 when he first got onto the Honda and he was feeling it. I mean, you know, Supercross, he was looking great, almost, you know, what won the championship or was looking like that. Um, and then even Nova, when he was feeling comfortable and he had on the, the crash, you know, you talk about Ricky, RV, um, and uh, James, those are guys who just break throttle cables. Those guys are going to go fast on whatever they're on, um, barring, you know, a major problem with their bike. So I guess I would say that I respect Phoebe's opinion, but for certain riders that need the more fine tuned stuff, I mean, there's riders out there that used to have jig, jig set up for their, their lever placements and stuff like that, where if their levers weren't 100% on, you know, that's what it is. And I'm sure, Steve, you could kind of contest to that as being a mechanic. Um, how were certain riders? Certain riders, you know, don't really care how the bike's set up, and other riders well, are very, no, very specific about um, that. No, Briggs, you're right. Chad could be just changing things because mentally that will help him. You know what I mean? Mentally, that helps him know that he's got the, the best setup. But I think there comes a point, and I agree with DV, there comes a point where you test yourself into the ground. You know, where it's just like now you're just going from a, an 18 offset to a 20 offset back to an 18 offset when you've already determined the 18 was no good or not what you wanted, but you're going to try it again or something. And it's just more options often leads to a more confused rider. It really does. Well- I mean, an 18 offset with maybe a different placement of the rear axle might be the winning combination. I mean, there's, 
you know, with experiments, you always have that set thing that you're consistent. I'm going. So I'm going with your uncle Briggs. Stuff. I'm going with your uncle Briggs. The sport of motocross. Going, yeah. Sport of motocross <laughs> well, is, is but, always. Uh, more, but the thing is, yeah. is you always hear this for people that don't win or can't win or not uh, are not fast enough. You know, you never hear this from Vidopoto or or even Vidopoto like you don't like it, folks or whatever. You know what? We, you did not hear about it. He was winning races. He was compensating. You know, there's a lot yeah. of people that never liked really their bikes, but they still won. And people that win never say anything about bike setup. They don't like it. They just shut up and ride. You know, you're and, you're, you're 100 correct, and I, and I totally believe. And and that's the thing. Believe. And like, if you think like a, a few millimeters of the 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 rear axle on the wheel is gonna make a change. You're mistaken. You know, there's so much thing you can do with your body to compensate. You can compensate with the forks not working by putting more weight on there. Or if they're too soft, you don't put that much weight on it. You know, you sit back a little bit. You know, there's so much thing you can do. It's not like you're sitting in a car and you're strapped in and you can't do anything about it because in NASCAR or Formula One, there's nothing else you can do. In motocross, if your forks are too hard, so, you know what, move a foot to the left and don't hit the braking bumps. Oh, there's so much things you can do. And that's why at one point, you know, and you can hear Roxanne and Vito Polo and, and people that were, like, winning. And, and Roxanne saying the show, like, the bike is the way it is and it just it's focusing on the going fast and, and, and training. That's basically what you have to do with uh, four races in. Four races in... You cannot change your bike and, and, and get used to a new bike and, and everything. Sometimes it's better to know your bike, which is not 100%, but you're used to it. You rode a lot with it. You know what it does, and that's fine. If you go to every race, something different, you have to learn why you race, which is not the, uh, a good combo. Well, in, I mean, I, and I, I agree with you 100%, but let's, I mean, we break down throughout the years. I mean, that's the mental edge and motocross, um, the physicals there, the bikes there. And that's why I love the sport because you need that mental too. If, if that mental, that spike is not there, whether you're a twisted grip guy or whether you're a, a technical bike specs guy. Um, I mean, that's why there's a lot of guys out there that, that unfortunately don't make it in the sport is because you got to have that mental edge too, no matter what it takes you to get there. I mean, you know, I'm sure you guys can agree, but thank you for your time. Right, thanks, uh, pleasure and yep. uh you guys have a rest of a good show thanks Briggs. appreciate it um yeah i mean there's there's definitely some some mental stuff in there i'm i'm i'm, I'm also i don't like the i don't like bike setup conversation and i don't like mental conversation <laughs> that's the, <laughs> no right. the mental is kind of like uh this uh this myth that you build that oh mentally mentally the mental you work it in November, in October, when you do your motos, yeah. when you, you train hard and and you do 20 laps within a half a second of your best lap, that's how you build your mental. Right. You don't build your mental by uh, anything else. You know, like the confidence and everything, it's during the week. If during the week you faster than all your teammates and you know what, you... Uh, you got them half a lap on a 20-lap moto, then you have mental, you're ready. You say, you know what, I'm ready to go, mm-hmm. and I'm going to uh, start the main event wide open, and I know I'm going to finish. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. 
that's how you work your mental is by being ready physically uh, and on your riding side, on your speed, your your, your fitness and your speed. Mm-hmm. That's 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 the mental plus fitness equals speed. Uh, speed uh, <laughs> plus fitness. Yeah, speed plus fitness equals mental. Obviously, mental. Right. You know, like yeah, you can be like the the best guy mentally. Uh, like let's take Purcell. Mentally, he thinks he's better than everybody. Mentally, he's good. He overcame a lot of things. But in outdoors, it was fast, but the fitness wasn't there. So you could be the best rider mentally if you're not ready physically and if you don't have the speed to go uh, the, the length of a moto, then it does, the mental doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how good you are. Um, hey, DV, thanks for coming on. Always great insight, man. I appreciate it. Um, are you coming this weekend? Are you, are you going to be there? How's the couch looking? Yeah, it's the last one, so I might bring the kids. And uh, I've been in San Diego too. I got a suite. Oh, that's Diego, right. So yeah, I'm in that. I'm bringing. A, I'm in the suite. I'm bro. bringing a bunch, a uh, bunch of friends, and it'll be fun. Yeah, perfect. Thanks for coming on, bud. Appreciate it. All right, thank All you. Right. Bye bye. Always good stuff from DV Tits. He doesn't want to talk about the mental. I was just sitting there smiling the whole time. Loved it. Fly Race and Moto 60 Show presented by NFAB. Sector boot is all out, people. Check it out. Flyracing.com and NFAB. N-Fab.com. Thanks, Tits. I appreciate your effort today. You're welcome. You seem more engaged than yeah. usual. Maybe it was the Chipotle. Give it 110%. All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next Thursday. Bye.